you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. I had no idea you were going to do that. (laughs) Even though I had just said, may the fourth be with you. I know. (laughs) As soon as you said it, I was like, you're the way it is. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to get, can we get sued for that? Because um, so many people listen to this. What are they going to get out of us? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But today is episode 91. Mm-hmm. Or episode 91 it is. I don't know. <laughs> it is May the 4th. Yeah, it is. May the 4th be of, with you. And we need this so much right now. <laughs> of, of the 2020 canceled year. Yes, I need more force in my life. That is for sure. I want to return 2020. You just give it back. Just give it back. <laughs> I mean, I just want to. I just want to take it back to the store. Target accepts refunds well after thirty days. Hey, I'm going to say this. And I might regret it later, but it can only get better. Do, don't say that. Rele- <laughs> release the murder hornets. I know, I know. I saw somebody post today. COVID nineteen news is kind of dying down. Release the murder hornet story. <laughs> so now everybody be afraid because murder hornets are outside. It's always something. It is. What was it? It was the West Nile mosquitoes forever. You're going to die because you're going to get stung by a West Nile mosquito. Yeah. There's always something. So don't be afraid. Just go live your life. I know. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We've been living our life. We've been living the best life. We didn't even do a podcast last week. We were living so hard. Yeah. We were so busy. We just couldn't get to it. (laughs) Well, Monday for... You know, for all intents and purposes, Monday is a long run. It just wasn't that long of a run, (laughs) but we didn't get around to it. Today was also a long run, and I feel like we are getting into this running thing a lot earlier this year, like we've said. Yeah, last week was a great training week as far as uh, everything goes. Like, I mean, everything, I got everything in that I wanted to and more. Well, I did that on Monday last week, and here's the problem. I did... All the things on Monday. (laughs) Last Monday, I did everything. I did the long one hour and five minute run. Then I did all my squats and my weightlifting and my Olympic lifting in the evening. And I I just did all the things. And then the rest of the week, it was pretty hard. And then it showed up again today. And today's Monday long run, I felt like my legs were going to fall off. Yeah, today's run was not very satisfying compared to last week. Like, same thing. Last week was a great week. I got six miles in. It felt great. Uh, didn't have an issue with it. I even got a couple extra runs in during the week. Did intervals with the group of guys on Wednesday. Got all the workouts in. Uh, did a killer workout on Saturday. And I, I'm pretty sure that's why my legs were still dead from Saturday. Well, I did dead lifts on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is why my legs are still dead. But... I did get in an hour and 16 minute run today, but I did, I utilized that um, kind of running where you do so much running, you know, a certain amount of time and then you walk for so a certain amount of time. Yep. And what's crazy is I can almost keep the same pace 
as just if I run continuously, if I incorporate the little bit of walking. And today I had to because my legs were just like, they were... They they were fatigued. First mile, I was like you when you when I came back. You were like I decided I didn't really even want to be fit anymore, <laughs> and I felt the same way. Mile one, I was like I don't think I want to live like this anymore. Yeah, I think uh, you know running is uh, not for me. I'm just going to go ahead and stop. So many people hate running, and then you have people who love it. And I'm an in betweener. I love it some days, and some days I absolutely loathe it. Well, I don't like it when I'm not in great shape. And I'm a little overweight, and I love it when I'm in great shape and in really good weight. So you like it when it's tremendous and perfect. So basically, I don't like it very much often. <laughs> so today it was, it was like the first mile I wanted to, I kind of wanted to quit, but then I just decided no one's no one's going to come and give me a ticket or put me in jail because I'm not doing it the right way. So I decided, okay, I'm going to break it down and do a three-minute run, a one-minute walk. Mm-hmm. And that is very manageable, and I find that if I do it that way, I can go. I can go all day. Well, and that goes back to something that uh, we coach all the time: is consistency is more important than intensity. And I had to. I had to learn about that today. That I couldn't be intense today in that run, and you're not supposed to. It's a slow, long run. Right. Well, and some, and, and that goes to not just workouts or days or weeks that that. You know, consistency and intensity. Sometimes, some weeks you can be pretty intense. Like last week, I felt like I was I could be a little more intense in some of my workouts. I could crank it up a bit, and it felt pretty good. Um, but also know that you're going to have weeks where you're just going to be consistent. It might not be that great of a workout. You might not get in everything you want. But if you could just remain consistent and get through those periods of time where you don't have high energy, then it's going to come back. And that's that comes with experience. Well, we talked about that a little bit last week because we have so many people who are like, I, you know, I want to work out, but I don't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so a lot of people will send me a message and say, oh, I wish I could do what you do, but I just don't have the time to do longer workouts or whatever. And we always talk about, you know, the nickel and dime. Mm-hmm kind of workouts, if you can take two minutes, five minutes, and just get your heart rate up a little bit with some body weight exercises, if that's all you have right now, then it's so much better than the nothing, you know? Right. And I mean, I know you think that you'll, you'll run outside and just do some pull-ups. Well, you know, when you go through, when I went through some of the military training, that's really how they got you in such great shape was it was the nickels and dimes, your ins and outs. Every time you went into a building, you had to do, you know, push-ups or pull-ups or sit-ups. When you came out of the building, you had to do those, and you had to run everywhere you went. Like, anywhere you were going, you had to be running. You had to run. Did you have to run fast? Well, I've never ran fast, so I don't know. <laughs> but you had to be moving. It was kind of like that little kid. It, it, I wasn't really running, but it looked like I was running. That's kind of what it was for I don't me. know what little kid that is, but I liked that impersonation. Oh, that's the Bill Cosby thing, you know, when, when were you running in the house? You know, I wasn't really running, oh, but okay. it, it okay. might have looked like I was running, but we're I wasn't talk, really running. We're not going to talk about Bill Cosby. Hey, we can talk about old Bill Cosby. I know. Like when we were kids and he was fine. Now when we're <laughs> older, he's like, don't talk about Bill Cosby. Don't talk. No one look at Bill Cosby. <laughs> hey, hey, you know. I know. Things it's, change. Uh, Life is shattered right now. Yes. I want to return 2020. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But no, there, uh, so, you know, that's all the workout stuff. Something really cool did happen to me last week. 
that I want to bring up. And I wrote a story about this and I posted it on Facebook. But it was it was really fun, completely out of the blue. And I'll just quickly kind of summarize it is someone contacted me on Facebook. And you know, everybody gets contacted by spammers on Facebook. So that's always my first assumption. When it's somebody mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm like, all right, this person's going to try and scam me. Where, where, where is it at? And they asked me if I'd ever lost a class ring, which was a weird question. Which, But the coincidence was I had lost a class ring like 30 years ago. I lost my high school class ring. It got stolen out of my car um, when my car got broken into, which, hey, you know, that happens. It's another story. It's another story in itself. So, um, you know, that's when I lost it. And this person, of course, I snooped them, you know, looked, looked at their profile. They were in North Carolina, so I thought... There's no way this person has my class ring. So, you know, a couple back and forth of me being pretty skeptical and the person is going, hey, I'm just I'm just asking if it's your ring. And I said, hey, if it's got, you know, my high school number, which was 80 on it, then it's probably mine. And they said, yep, and your name's inside this ring. So out of the blue, someone contacted me and found my high school class ring that I lost 30 years ago, and they found it in a creek in North Carolina. Yeah, the, the guy was fishing. Yeah, he was something. fishing and he found it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I, I was like, that's some weird Lord of the Rings stuff right there. It is, and so we're excited to get it back to see, um, because you had two class rings. I did have two, which is a, another story in itself, that why I had two, but I'm anxious to see which one it was, because they were both stolen at different times. Yeah, two stolen class rings, so we'll let you know which one it is, because there's one way to tell. One of them has a crack in the stone. Yes, I so, remember that very distinctly. So um, I'll I'm, finally get to wear your class ring. <laughs> because I'm wearing it. Because that's what you always wanted to always. do, wear a class ring. I did. Yours? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Of course. So that was a really fun, interesting story. It is interesting. It's, and the, the, be, the well, the, not the bad thing. The great thing is that it wasn't somebody trying to scam us. They were like, I just want postage to, to send it to you. That's it. And it was nice to see that someone went out of their way mm-hmm. to try to return something to someone that old. And really, that, I mean, it's not of any value other than sentimental value. Right. And um, it was just a really wonderful gesture during this time when it seems like we all want to return this year right. to, yeah. to yeah. somebody. Can we take it back to the store and get a refund? But, you know, it, there's good people out there, and that's so good to remember mm-hmm. at this time. It was very, very refreshing. And, and, again, I haven't got it back yet, but we're working with, you know, with the lockdown. They can't just run out and, and ship it, you know, so we're trying to work the shipping back. It, it'll be fun. It will be fun. It will be neat to see. So we'll let you guys know. That's That was a good story, something mm-hmm. wonderful that happened during the week. Yep. So it was a pretty good week altogether. Increased mileage. Felt pretty good working out. Uh, you know, the cool class ring story. So now we'll see what happens this week. Right, exactly. And last time we were on here, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about menopause. Just to let you all know. I'm not in menopause, just in case anybody was wondering. I was just late. <laughs> which is a sign of starting to get into that menopause. I was two weeks behind schedule, which any normal person would have been like, oh God, I'm pregnant. But no, no, not at all. No, I'm old. That's what's happening. And so this is like where it gets into that weird time of life where things start to change and things might become a little irregular. And I'm accepting that and doing all the things that I can to help mitigate any negative uh, impact that might have, which we wanted to talk a little bit more about what we've been doing as far as our diet, because I think that's had a major impact Mm -hmm. on 
some issues for me, and I know it has for you too. Yeah, we know we talked about last week or a week ago, talk about uh, whenever whenever it was we were on this podcast thing, uh, about shortening the eating window, which is we still doing it. It still feels really good and it feels comfortable. Uh, but increasing the fat, you know, increasing how much healthy fat that uh, we're taking in. And I think that contributed to having a, a better week of working out last week. Mm-hmm. You know, when you feel like you can ramp up uh, the, the intensity a little bit, and that's how your body feels. And I think increasing the healthy fats, more butter, more coconut oil, making sure I'm getting all that in, just made my body be able to take the, the beating, if you will, better than before. Right, because we talked about how we've, we've been doing a keto or a carnivore diet for several years now. And we started keto, and we ate all the fat. We did what everybody does. We went really high fat at first and felt really great. Um, but then we kind of got into that. We started watching all these other people, and people were raising protein and lowering fat. And, and you just start trying all these different avenues. And I've looked back with uh, mine and... When we were doing the short eating window, I had said this before, I really wasn't getting enough fat, I don't think, and I was eating more protein, and my sleep was all over the place, mostly awful. I'll just say it was mostly terrible. (laughs) There were very few times when I looked in back through my journal, and I see great sleep, and for the last several weeks, I've had some pretty consistent great sleep. Like Every day when I get up, I can put down that I've had a good solid seven and a half hours at least of solid sleep without waking up. Mm -hmm. And I will say I attribute that to eating more fat and letting, you know, getting adequate protein still. And you've got to figure out what that is for your body. And then really making sure that I'm adding in that extra fat where I can. And I think that has made a huge difference for me. I think it does sleep. too. Yeah. And and that's one thing. When you're when you get the right combination and your sleep really improves, you know you're on to something. And which is what we want to talk about. It 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 becomes the thing of like some people are only eating to lose weight. And right. that's the big focus. And we kind of wanted to hit on that today. What's your focus? Yeah, and that's kind of where we got, I don't want to say lost, but kind of off track with our diet was we we kind of started focusing on different things and it wasn't health. Right. And if you, and, and this is a good point to bring up because if, when you eat, if you make overall health the priority and, and not weight loss, not calorie counting, not restricting calories, then everything else kind of falls into place. Exactly. So, so that's the one thing you had to ask yourself with, with your diet. Am I restricting calories because I'm eating for weight loss or am I eating healthy for for long-term health because when you eat focus on eating healthy and you're really focused on long-term health all those other things kind of start to happen like I said last week I could kind of increase the intensity a bit because I wasn't eating for weight loss I was I was upping the fat to see how I felt and turns out I felt pretty good I slept pretty good everything kind of fell into place so when you uh you know if you're not working out now you know fine you might start if you change your eating habits and really start eating for long-term health because you might feel like working out now. Yeah, and that's a lot of times what happens is you're, you know, you don't feel like working out and it might be because you're the way you're eating is a little off and you just don't have that energy. And one thing I noticed about 
my my own personal journey was if I look back at that short eating window we did last year, um, I was about I lost ten pounds really fast. I lost I was ten pounds lighter than I am now um, while we were doing that. But my sleep was a wreck, and right now I'm ten pounds more than I was during that time. But I'm eating a lot of fat, and I've cut my protein back a little bit. But I'm working out harder or just as hard. It's hard to gauge whether you're working out harder or just as hard or less from a year ago because it's hard to remember pain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do remember the pain of not sleeping. And I do know that right now my sleep is really improved. So eating for health might not match the goal weight you have right at first. But does that mean I'll stay 10 pounds above what I really kind of want to be? I, I don't know. I really don't know. And at this point, I don't really care because I feel so good. Right. And so I've focused on the health aspect and the sleep and the recovery. And, you know, I have this iWatch. I know a lot of people have different types of devices they use to keep track. And it, it becomes kind of a game for me. I start watching my resting heart rate. And my resting heart rate has become much more consistent, a much more consistent number with the higher fat intake. Whereas before, it was all over the place. One day it might be 60, the next day it might be 72. And that's just like, that's kind of a big like range Mm -hmm. when it comes to a resting heart rate. And now I'm hovering right around that 60, 63, you know, resting heart rate consistently. For weeks now and that for all the time that I've been upping the fat so that's a big indicator that I'm on the right track and and this is one of those points where you know you have kind of ask yourself what you're doing how you're feeling what are the good and the bad th- bad things am I sleeping well do I feel well how do my joints feel because like we always say just because this is what we're doing doesn't mean it's exactly right for you it means that it's something you could possibly try and again we're just sharing our, our experience and and let you know that we we too make mistakes. We we sometimes do things that don't benefit us in the way we would like it to, and then we switch it up and just keep trying. Yeah, I felt really great that I was dropping weight last time, but I also felt really ho- horrible that I wasn't sleeping well. Right, and so so long term, you've might have lost some weight, but now other health factors start to get worse. So long term, it it doesn't last. No, it doesn't because you can't keep going like that, number one. The no sleep, it becomes really problematic. And, you know, I just think that when you go online, and I hear a lot of this within the social media world, people will get very confused because they'll go online and they'll hear a story like ours where we upped our fat and it worked for us, so they'll try that. And then they'll hear the story where you up your protein and that worked for somebody, and so then they do that. And that's exactly kind of what we've done. We're not saying that we're immune to that. We've done the same thing because we experiment a lot. Right. But... The issue becomes when you just give up altogether because, I mean, I've seen some people, they're like, I'm just leaving this whole thing and going back to eating chips and popcorn and junk (laughs) because this is just too much work. Well, it's really not that it's too much work. It is a commitment. And I think that's really important to touch on right now is that this is a commitment and it is something that you are going to have to work on because none of us got unhealthy overnight. We all know that. 
Well, and that's how I felt this morning on my run. I, I you know, about halfway through it, I felt like, you know, you know what? I, I don't want to run anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be fit. I, I don't want to be a runner because it's stupid. <laughs> and I, I've been, you know, uh, for most of my life, I've been a runner uh, up until about, you know, 42 when my joints get really bad and then 44 when I had spinal surgery. That's where ever since then, I've, I haven't been a very good runner since. Um, yeah. Not fast. Oh, no, you're a great runner compared uh, you know, to me. But I've, I've gotten in, you know, when we first started doing keto, I got the distance and the, and the endurance back, but uh, I never got speed back. So um, that's probably not going to come back at 50. I don't know. But today is one of those days where I felt like I don't ever feel like I need to run again. Now, that'll <laughs> go away. Yeah. You know, after the disappointment of not having a great run, and that's what it was. It was just disappointment. I wanted to have a good run. I wasn't having one. Um, and so I just, like Melody did with her run, I just kind of, I would let myself walk for a few seconds and then I would pick the jog back up and just get through it and be consistent. I didn't have to be intense. I didn't have to have the best run and I had to have a run. Yeah. I think I had to really go out there and change my mindset today because I expected last week, you know, I did the one hour and five minute run. I, I, that's how I increase my runs is I just go off of time because then I just set the timer and I know, okay, I ran consistently for this long and I'm trying to increase it. So next week it'll be this many more minutes. And last week I stayed consistent with the run and ran the entire time. And so when I walked out there this morning and I hit that first stride and I was like, oh, this is going to just suck, (laughs) you know, and that's what happens. I got totally in my head and I I defeated myself before I ever took that second step. And so I had to readjust my mind and change my mindset and just say, it's not going to be a bad run. It's just going to be a a different run. It's different. I'm going to try a different strategy today. Number one, it was much warmer this morning and much more humid than it was last week. Oh, last week was a perfect morning to run. It was cool. There was no wind last week. It was very still and just beautiful. Today, it was windy, it was hot, and it was humid. (laughs) So it was like running inside of an oven with the fan going. And, you know, so you have to kind of change your mindset. And I think that happens a lot with diet too you get into this and you're like all these amazing things are going to happen i'm going to lose all of this weight and i'm going to i'm going to get totally ripped well i was never ripped before so <laughs> you know if i get ripped it'll be a brand new experience for me right and that's you know and that's a great point because mindset you want to apply the same mindset to eating that you do to working out is consistency yeah Consistently eating real food all the time will contribute to greater gains of your goals. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. More achievement. You're going to achieve your goals better if you consistently eat real food and and not let yourself get too uh, you know disappointed or disgruntled with what you're doing and just continue the path, knowing that you're going to get there. Yeah, and and it's a huge part of this whole thing: fitness, diet, lifestyle. A huge part of it is just the mindset. Mindset, yep. And right now, it's hard to maintain a positive, consistent mindset with everything that's going on. I've seen so many people say, "All I'm doing is eating." Yes, <laughs> and you know, and again, if that's if that's something that you've fallen into, hey, just get out of it. Just find a way to get out of it. 
And, the, and there's, I mean, and God, if we can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, you That's know. That's one thing I want to say. If we can do it, anybody can do it. There's so much going on. And I know you talked earlier about, uh, you know, we don't uh, try to like overwhelm people on Facebook, but we do feel every once in a while compelled to to post something. Uh, and again, not, not trying to be a preachy or, or over the top, off the top rope kind of thing, but just, you know, sharing data. This is why we do this podcast, to share our journeys, share information and share data. And, you know, and if you share data on Facebook, you're going to get people come at you. Right. So we talked, uh, I know where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we shared the video. I shared the video and I know a lot of people shared the video from the two doctors from Bakersfield, California, who were talking about that we don't need to shelter in place. That's not how the immune system works. And they were, you know, telling about how they're being pressured to put COVID down as the reason for death mm-hmm. on death certificates which when they're writing up their reports, which that video was actually pulled from YouTube. Right. And it was pulled because it was a dissenting opinion against what people like the World Health Organization or the the CDC has put out. So when you go on there and it was pulled, what happened was the CEO of YouTube said that they are committed to pulling anything that promotes misinformation, dissent, or does not directly agree with the WHO recommendations, the WHO recommendations. Well, which, which is scary. She said, she said, you know, things like taking vitamin C or taking turmeric, um, that those were dissenting opinions. Now, whether she meant taking them to, as a cure for COVID-19 or not, it was not super clear. Um, but it's probably what she meant. And no one's saying anything is a cure for COVID-19 right now, but there are certain things that definitely help the immune system. And there is a lot of research on vitamin C. So I actually posted about this topic, this censorship topic on my personal Facebook page. And I received a message from a very concerned physician saying that usually they agree with me, but, you know, I was basically um, out of line saying that vitamin C was a cure. Well, I didn't say that. I posted it as a, um, just the, the idea of censorship, that if I say vitamin C is helpful to support the immune system for COVID-19 or for any other issue, which it is, um, that YouTube, if that doesn't agree with the WHO recommendations, they're going to consider it dissent and pull it down because it doesn't agree with their community guidelines. And my point was that's that censorship is scary because how many of us know that the WHO has been wrong a lot? A lot. And and one of the things about the WHO is they they have classified meat as a carcinogen, meaning right. it causes cancer. And there is no proof of that. So now you've got got YouTube that they're falling in line with the who. So now they can say that anybody that posts that meat is healthy can be a dissenting opinion. Right. Now this is where it, it gets it gets very very uh, difficult to watch because you have to look historically. And we were talking about this. And so now the person who who initially said washing your hands back in the 1800s that was a dissenting opinion. Yeah, people and, didn't. Doctors didn't want to have to wash their hands between patients, between right. labor and delivery. 
So, you know. so now you got to think if 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 we squash all dissenting opinions, now you're you're never going to go from not washing hands to washing hands, which has saved millions of lives. And now everybody thinks is just who would ever not wash their hands? Oh my God, how is that even possible? Why would a doctor not wash their hands after sticking their hands in your body and then going to the next person and sticking their hands in that body? Yep. <laughs> no, if if we didn't have dissenting opinions, we would still consider the Earth to be flat. Exactly. Okay, so right. now you really start to get into, um, you know, uh, what is right and what is what is wrong, what is correct and what is not correct, and we don't always know. And I, I saw somebody say uh, on a video just recently that 50% of what is taught in medical school is probably wrong, but we just don't know what 50% that is. Right. And, you know, that's and, and that's where we all kind of rest right now. We don't really know if this is all this stuff going on is helpful or hurtful. And we really probably won't ever know if what our country has done is over the top and excessive because we would have had to not do it to know, first of all. So we're in that catch 22 area where we'll, we're just never going to know. You're never going to know, and you And again, this goes back to doing what's best for you. Yeah. If you if you uh, are not afraid, uh, and you feel like you're perfectly healthy, and you want to, you should be out in uh, the public doing whatever you want with you know without a mask, without gloves, without anything. That's your choice, and that's your right to do that. Now, if you're someone who has a compromised immune system, or you're or you're sick, or you're afraid of getting sick then you need to be more protective. You need to not go out as much. You need to not wear a mask. That is also your right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is where we should all be able to kind of get to do what we want to do, not what we're told to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope, isn't it, it? It totally is, and it's frustrating for a lot of people. But my, you know, my issue with the vitamin C and the YouTube with the doctors was just that, it's a little bit unnerving for our community because we are we are really in that area of um, dissent because a lot of these huge organizations are pushing plant-based. Yes, they are. And here we are over here saying, no, meat is excellent for your health and eggs and butter and all these animal products are so good for you, which they are, and we all know that. But the plant-based large corporations and people and organizations who are pushing that, they could look at us and say, oh, we consider that dissent and misinformation, so we're just going to block it and pull it every time you post anything. Right. So now YouTube pulls all videos where people talk about meat being healthy. Yeah. So when, when, when people don't have access to the information that might help them, like someone, now someone is never going to find that video where someone gives their story about eating meat and finding new health. Yeah, not that this is happening. And if it is happening, we do, I don't know of anyone who's had all of their stuff pulled. Right. But um, I do know that some people have had, have had some things pulled or censored within our community. But, you know, I would just say... We all need to band together <laughs> well, right now. Well, this this is pointing out the slippery slope. Where do you yeah. stop? Where does it end? Uh, because I know I know Bill Bill Gates is for a plant based diet. He, I know. he is very very heavily financially invested in plant based foods. Right. So I know that that's on his agenda. And now you have with these uh, you know, some meat packing plants closing. Mm-hmm. I seen an article just this morning that talked about how this is good. It's good that 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 
that uh, you know plant closed because now people are going to be healthier and the environment is going to be better, which are both lies. But that, however, that article gets out there. That's not a dissenting opinion because it coincides with what the who says. Right, and what Bill Gates says or whoever. And we don't want to get all political and into those weeds, but it is a really important point to bring up that the way we choose to live our lives is actually considered a dissenting opinion and misinformation by most in control. So that is a that is a sketchy place to be, but you know, here we are, meat's healthy, eggs are healthy, all animal foods are healthy. We'll say it over and over again, you know. I mean, I don't eat any plants hardly at all. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see you scarfing down any salads. Uh, nope. Probably so. haven't had a salad in at least... I don't even know. I can't even tell you. At least three years, maybe. Right. And, you know, it's just something for us to think about right now as we want to return 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, you just be aware of what's going on out there. And there, there, there might be an opportunity for you to speak up, for you to make a point, for you to... Uh, do something about it. I know, I mean, I'm looking for those opportunities and I'm watching real close to making sure that that things aren't taken away from me. Right. Because, you know, they can they can come for, people always say, they can come for your guns. Well, I don't, I don't really think so because there's way too many guns out there. But, you know, they can come for your diet because the government does regulate diet. They do. And, and you know, I mean, we're in a, we're in a strange position right now in the country with possible meat shortage is what keeps being tossed out there so you guys make sure that you have access by you know finding a local rancher these are things we've done find local farmers find local ranchers try to participate in that kind of purchase if you can help protect your family protect you you know the way that you want to live and the way that you want to eat yeah so very important and, and then all goes back to having a positive mindset having the right mindset um, not getting frustrated, um, you know, not letting things overwhelm you, especially right now when when it, it feels like a lot of things are out of your control. Mm-hmm. Um, control what you can and understand what you can't control. And that's a that's a very old uh, that's very old advice. So, but but it's often needs to be repeated. I repeat it to myself all the time because I will find myself trying to control things that I can't, and that will that'll never make for you to be happy. Only frustrated. Exactly. Um, so enough about that. (laughs) We got off on that tangent, but it's not really a tangent. It's very important. It's important. Um, It's important because, you know, we all are trying to live a healthier lifestyle and it seems to be a, um, um, an opinion that's not well received within a certain group of people who happen to be in charge. Mm -hmm. So with that said, Let's focus on something else. We started started talking about mindset and how, you, you know, when you go into the eating or even your physical activity, mindset is key. And then commitment, mindset and commitment. Those two things go hand in hand. Earlier when the whole quarantine started, I wanted to come out of this quarantine time. I had no idea it was going to last this long. (laughs) Nobody did. (laughs) No one did. Um, But I wanted to come out of this with something that um, I had bettered myself at, which was becoming a little bit more flexible and working on mobility. And one thing that I did at the beginning was not be consistent. I just wasn't very consistent. I had the want to but I didn't have the do. 
And my mindset was kind of like, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it because it's kind of boring. No joke. Being flexible and getting your mobility in check when you're older is super important. Because what happens when we are not mobile and flexible and we go out there and we lift weights, especially heavy ones? Yeah, you just get hurt. You get injured. And injury right now, number one, nobody wants to get injured and be out for a while. Number two, the older we get, the longer it seems to take to recover from injury, Um, which comes back to the mobility and flexibility. And so I broke down and got a certain app. And I've been talking about it a little bit on Instagram. And I'm no way in an affiliate or affiliated with them. I just really like it. But I got this ROMWOD. It's Range of Motion Workout of the Day is what that stands uh, stands for. And it's just little 20-minute stretching. That's all it is. It's just basically yoga poses or static stretching. And I do it after I work out. And it, I started doing it the first time, and I was like, why am I, why am I even using this video? Because I can just sit here and do these stretches. But then I realized, if I'm left to my own devices, I don't do it. I need a coach. Yeah, sometimes you need a coach to tell you what to do. Exactly. And so I started using this a couple of weeks ago, and I've been consistent with it seven days a week. As soon as I'm done with a workout, I do one of the... Romwads, and there's one for every single day of the week. They post a new one, so it's super convenient. You just hit the button, you do the stretches, you're done. You can even pick a shortened version of it if you don't have much time, and that has been most beneficial to me, I think, over the last couple of weeks um, because I really committed to it, and once I started doing it, something happened. Now I want to do it every day. And that's the miracle of it all. <laughs> it's the consistency. Consistently doing something, you see the improvements. And, and you know, the working on your flexibility and range of motion is something that everybody has to do because a lot of times when we, we'll, we'll talk to people, health coaching, uh, or even talk to my, my mom or my dad, and they'll, they'll complain about their back or their knee or their foot. And I, and I always ask them, well, what are you doing to fix that? Because oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, because just, just talking about it is not going to make it better. Taking an Advil or an Aleve is not going to fix it. That's going to cure the, the symptom of the pain, but it's not going to fix the issue. So um, I always push back and say, hey, you need to be doing this exercise to improve that. Because if you don't work on it, it's only going to get worse. Well, you know, we watch our little grandsons come over here and they go to squat down and their squats are beautiful. They just squat so well because they're five and one and they can squat so good. And you look at that and you're like, I used to have that kind of flexibility. And, you know, I'm probably not going to get back to that kind of flexibility, but I do want to be able to get up and down and not have joint pain and tightness especially with all the workouts. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even matter if you don't lift weights or run or do anything. You still need to be flexible and mobile and have range of motion. Right. Because if you just do, if you just do yoga, if you're just someone that likes to do yoga and you do yoga all the time and you maintain that good flexibility and great range of motion, you're going to live a longer and healthier life. You don't have to throw around barbells or run six miles. No, you don't. But you do need to be able to wipe your own butt someday. <laughs> so seriously, think about that because that range of motion, your arm has to go around your body and you need to maintain that flexibility to be able to do basic self-care as you age. And that's really 
the heart of what we want to do for our life is to have that kind of flexibility and range of motion to become an old person who can still do all the things, you know? That's that's the goal. I don't want to wipe your butt. I don't want to wipe my own butt, but hey, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Seriously, but these are things you have to think about, you know? It, no, it is true. If you look at your partner and go, oh my gosh, you're heading down a very unhealthy road. I don't want to have to wipe your butt when you're, you know, 70. You're right. That's a valid point. It is. It is. And the closer we get over to that age of 50 and beyond, the more you think about these things and you think, you know, well, and the faster these things decline. Right. At that age, what 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 happens? People hit 40 and they're just like, I don't know what happened. I just The fell wheels apart. come off. Yeah, everything breaks. <laughs> it's like a it's like an old car. Yes, it, it is. Right around that age is when people start to have real health issues. So, Figure out a way to stay mobile, whatever works for you. I like Ramwad. Um, you could do yoga. You could do whatever. Find, find something that you enjoy that will allow you to be 90 years old and still wiping your own rear end. Right. These are valid points to bring up. <laughs> they are. So I think that kind of wraps up. Uh, we talked about butts and wiping and stuff. So I think it's a, really, it's a really good place to end this. I know. Running. Class rings, mobility, butt wiping, diet. <laughs> what else could there commitment, be? Commitment. <laughs> all these different things. It was, I didn't think we had anything to talk about today. Yeah. Well, you know, we had a, an extra week, so we built up. I guess. All right. Well, hey, uh, we hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're, uh, you know, really getting through this, this whole thing uh, without uh, any issues. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys listening, and we hope you're having a great day. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to dtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.